When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of the In The Pain Show presented by Ball Is Life, episode 133. A special episode with my co-host Ani Umana out of Texas, just got back from the Pangos All-American camp. And really, that's what this episode is about. We're just going to talk about the Pangos camp. We're not going to talk about all this little side uh, stuff and, and outside world. We're just locked in for, for, for three days on that camp, and we're just going to get into it. Ani, how you feeling, man? Man, I ain't going to lie. I am tired. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, week, you know, went fast. Uh, what are your, just your highline thoughts? And we'll get right into it. Like I said, we're not going to talk about anything. We're just going to talk about players. That's all we're going to do. Yeah, no, we we back at just a straight grassroots. You know, we're yeah. talking the straight high school ball. Um, thought the talent was uh, good. I thought the event was good I, compared to the 22s. Uh, I mean, last year it was a little bit down. You know, some people thought it was way more down than than probably what it was. But I thought there was a really good crop of talent. There was some one thing about Pangos, I think, like just dudes that come out of nowhere or you, for say that really just come out and really perform and to kind of really get on the radar. Um, and I thought this year you had a couple guys. So I thought it was definitely worth it. And I thought it was a good crop of talent. Yeah, correct. When you first initially watch maybe the first session, or you watch the warm-ups and you watch you look at the roster like okay like you said where's the Jalen Duran where's the uh Michael Porter Jr. where's the DeAndre Aiden okay they're necessarily not there but you keep digging digging wait that guy's pretty good oh that guy's man this is another good guy oh another good 24 there's a lot of good 24 guards a lot of uh, talent in the 24 class who actually stepped up and we're going to talk a little bit about and like you said we got down to the picking the uh, all-star game at the end of the three days and uh, just, you know, to be above board and to be uh, transparent, I'm, I'm part of that selection. I was like, we left off some good players and you knew that was going to happen even more that like really deserving. Whereas before, you know, we can always talk about the guys who could have been in the second game or guys in the second game who could have been in the first game, but there was some solid players who were left out of the second game again, because there's a lot of, mid-major plus to high majors just all in the camp one through right. so again they may not be uh 10-year pros or 10-year nba players but that that's not necessarily was the theme of the camp right no i agree with you on that i thought there was um there was some guys like you, you know people can say well why is he on the top 60 game he should be in the yeah. top 30 or this kid shouldn't be there but it's like like you said there was a plethora amount of mid plus to high major type guys so and we're going by 
you know, going by the performances. So, you know, there's just some guys, but the talent overall was good. I mean, when you get to say, man, the kid that's in the top 60 should be in the top 30 game, you know what I'm saying? Like, that tells you that there's a good amount of talent in the building, you know, because those both, both games were really good. Yeah, both games were really good. Let's just talk about the top. Uh, Xavier Booker from Cathedral in Indianapolis took home the uh, MVP, most outstanding player honors. Uh, George Hill uh, travel team out of uh, Indiana. And yeah. that's an independent club or a club that plays on the uh, New York to L.A. Uh, independent, quote unquote, circuit. And, and that's kind of what. Dinos likes to do. Dinos Tragonis, our guy with the with the campus, find guys necessarily that are a little bit off the the beaten path and off the radar. Like they, they're not necessarily like first team all UIBL guys, or they got to be from some, you know, uh, you know, big shoe circuit. It, it, he gets guys from all over. And last year, I looked at my camp rankings, and I'll have those on the website here, uh, maybe in the next day or so. And I had uh, Xavier Burke fifty one at last year's camp, and he was in the second All Star game, and that's probably where he should have been, but like. What made him, and I'd be saying he's my number one player, what made him one of the top players in this camp? No, it's funny that you say he you, he was your number one. He was mine. I actually uh, did a little uh, little report finishing it up, but I have a number one. Uh, sure. 6'11", skilled, agile, good shooting touch. Uh, I thought he played with good energy. I thought he was rebounding, and with him being a rebound, he showed, like, his offensive skill set, like, with the handle, the passing, uh, the athleticism. I just think with everything mixed with his size, um, you know, he has a chance. Uh, found out the kid's favorite player is Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, yeah. You kind of get this. You see a little bit of that um, as far as the offensive. Yeah. yeah. But uh, defensively, you know, still has some ways to go on that. But I definitely think, like, offensively, he's a, you know, he's he's a he's a real talent, especially with his size of 6'11". Sure. Yeah, I kind of – he to remind me because he obviously can shoot it better than a young Jaron Jackson. He has a nice shooting stroke as a lefty. Uh, I kind of compared to some some old school guys, uh, you know, some guys, uh, New York players that were college All-Americans, Walter Berry, who played a little bit in the NBA – it was 1986 college player of the year, and, and Richie Adams, our guy from UNLV. Now, again, yeah. just has lefties, but they sh he shoots a lot better than them. So I, I, I type of mix of like a Walter Berry and Lamar Odom. Now, he's not as talented as Lamar Odom, but he moves well, and he yeah. can slide through, finish with that left hand. Obviously, does that left hand, you know, glide through the through the key or finish with the dunk that a lot of lefties have an advantage on because people always play him on the wrong side or they can't play him straight up. And he gets by, guys. And, I mean, he's so fluid and long, and, and he did a great job. Um, talk a little bit about his recruitment a little bit. Obviously, the Michigan State has offered him. Uh, he's a Big Ten country kind of guy. You know, he got uh, Ohio State, I believe, Indiana, Illinois. But then now Duke is coming into the picture. So, Ani, I mean, you think, like, uh oh now that the Blue the, the blue Devils are in on it, like, is he going to come down to Michigan State and, and the Blue Devils? Or, like, is he going to stay in Big Ten country or – do you think it's just going to be it's going to be hard for him to say no to Duke? Uh, I think it's going to be between him and uh, Duke and uh, Michigan State. Uh, yeah. Duke's coming in really hard. Uh, I think you, I think he'll definitely look at Duke. You know, take a. I, I hearing that they may they probably will take a visit. You yeah. know, and uh, but Michigan State has a pretty decent lead right now on that. But Duke is Duke's going to get it. Like when Duke really wants to get in, is 
it's, it's hard to just say like, nah, we're not interested. You're going to entertain it. It don't matter what player. Like, yeah. if they ain't commit yet, like they're going to entertain it. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You got to look at the Blue Devils. Obviously, most college recruits in the last thirty years are going to say, oh, Duke. You know, Duke recruits me. Other schools are going to want to recruit me, or that's going to dissuade right. other schools from like, why are not we're not going to waste our time? You know what I mean? I could see a, a one or two schools being like, you know what? We're wasting our time. It's like, <laughs> and, and Duke, I could see a school saying that, you know? Right, right. Especially like if it gets out like uh, Xavier Booker is taking official visit to Duke, like shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, there's going to be some schools like. Why we, we got to hit somebody else. We're going to hit somebody else. So let's talk about the other targets. Obviously, uh, we can talk about some of the guys that have uh, already committed and some great players that haven't committed, you know, um, Couple of guys that committed in this camp are uh, KJ Lewis yeah. from El Paso, one of the best players in El Paso in many, many, many years, maybe decades. He's uh, committed to University of Arizona. Uh, Sam Walters, six foot nine at Village School in, in Florida, he's committed to Alabama. Again, we're just going over. These are not necessarily uh, the guys we're just talking about. They're just guys that have already committed. Michigan State already has a commit. Jeremy Fears from La Lamere. I thought the two La Lamere guards did really good in this camp. Aiden Holloway and Jeremy Fears bound for Michigan State. You know, um, we have a Duke commit in this camp, Sean Stewart, out of Windermere Prep, another Florida kid, and he's already committed to the Blue Devils. You know, so uh, obviously we're going to, you know, almost all these guys are going to get, uh, are getting recruited at a high level, are going to be recruited at the high level. You know, what did you think about the point guard position? And there was a lot of good depth there and a lot of good 224s, and hopefully we're going to have another guest on the pod uh, in the paint today, uh, maybe Didon Thomas from Liberty of, of Henderson. And he's one of that 224 point guards that did really well. And hopefully we have KJ Lewis, like I said, the best prospect in now Paso in many moves. Right, right. I thought the guard, <clears throat> uh, talking to a couple of NBA scouts, they didn't feel like the guard crop in that that aspect was the, was the strongest. Sure. Um, I thought more of the wings and the forwards was probably, and I and I and I agree with that too. But I thought we saw good guard play. Like, sure. um, Jeremy Fierce was good. Aiden Hallway, I really liked. Uh, Deidon Thomas was really good. Uh, Elliot Cadeau, you know, probably was the best point guard performing player. Like at the camp, uh, was very explosive. You know, showed creativity with the handle. Just you know, and I know he hasn't really been. You know, he didn't really play. I think all last this past school right. season. So kind of get to see him just back at it and he looked a lot better than he did uh you know last year he's seen some real improvement from last year's pangos uh yeah. so i mean you saw like some really good players uh aj johnson who really blew up uh after the first uh april period you know like a big guard big lead guard um but i thought the point guard, i think the guard crop is was solid this year i thought you saw some good performers now when you're talking about like the next level like guys that you may you may see that maybe the nba that that wasn't at its strongest but i Correct. think that wasn't there yet yeah that wasn't there but i thought the the production you saw a lot of really good productive guards what no do you think? I, I agree with you on that so i saw a lot of good college guards again dino's brought in a lot of 224s to kind of make sure he wasn't short on guards. Last year, a couple of the teams were a little short on guards. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a couple of injuries. A couple of guys had some emergency uh, things happen, but he was uh, a couple of teams, they couldn't find the chemistry because they didn't have the guard play. So he had more guards this year, which was good. Like you said, a nice crop of 224s. And a couple of ones, I like the Philly guards, Ahmad Noel, 
and uh, Rob Wright from Newman Garetti and Mod Noel's from Imotep. Those those two teams are usually nationally ranked Fat 50 teams, and they have young guards and good young players. So they did a good job getting uh, D. Don Thomas's team, Liberty, won the state championship in Nevada, and like he was the ringleader. And, and I think, he, like you mentioned a little earlier, he he did really good and, and showed well for himself. Again, these are going to be guys who can run teams, going to be college guards. Like you said, there wasn't the 6'4", 6'5", guard that is just dynamic and, and is a lead guard. Now, there's some good guards that maybe the combo guards or wing, right. you know, more wings. And that's why you mentioned A.J. Johnson. I think he's the intriguing guy. I don't think he necessarily was the best guard, but right. when you look at his size – Man, you, you, that, that's a guy you look at down the line. Okay, if he can clean a few things up, he may be one of the best, if not the best 223 that was at this camp. Now, right. when we talk about the 224, they're going to have another year of development. But for the guys in two in, in 223, he's very intriguing. Yeah, him, uh, Jaden Harper, uh, Ron Harper's son, I really liked him. Again, like intriguing, like a 6'5 kind of combo. Um uh, could be really good down the road. Like you say, very, very intriguing. Like AJ Johnson got to see, got to really lock in for like a game and a half on him. And I was just like, I agree with you on that. It was just uh, like big, like long yeah. guard, you know, has the tools, just not there yet. Uh, but you, we, we say five years from now, he was the best guard prospect and maybe the best player from that camp. You know, it wouldn't be yeah. too surprising. Like yeah. you see the up. Yeah. Not for, not from the guard position. I think right. the, from what you see is what you get kind of guys. I think True Washington from Mountain Point in Phoenix. Again, yes. He's a top 100 guy, but, like, he played his ass off, like, just the play. You know, not the projecting so much, just the play. And, obviously, there's 25 NBA teams in attendance at this Pangos All-American camp. They wanted to see the projection in the future. But when we just talk about play, I think uh, True Washington is close to the top of that list. And I think – better as good as anybody and again we, we're projecting a little bit with like guys like aj johnson xavier booker uh yves missy who's really yeah. was the revelation of the camp and we'll talk a little bit about him but when you talk about how they played i don't think you're gonna get find much better than like ian jackson who was who was a guest on our in the paint show a couple podcasts ago uh from cardinal hayes like he's really good right now like really good you know like he he can shoot he shot at a high percentage. He has enough wiggle to get by, and, and we're comparing him a little bit to Isaiah Ehelim, who's probably another uh, great two twenty four right. uh, uh, wing guard prospect. You know, two three or slash three two, and uh, he is athletic. You know, you look at Isaiah; he's a great mid range player. He's probably the best mid range player in high school basketball, realistically. At yeah. a high level, when the game gets better, he gets slows down and, and, and goes to his mid-ring shot and finishes. But, like, you know, Ian Jackson, you look at him, he's athletic, he's sneaky athletic. And he yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, those two guys were on terrific. Again, you, they're leading a terrific crop of 224 guys, and including the guy we just mentioned. Give me your thoughts on, you know, he has a four-name four, uh, uh, Yves theory, ooh, he missed. Give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, like you said, you're right. He's a, a revelation from this camp. I mean, uh, about what six ten, six eleven? That how they list him? Uh, long arms, like I had him as one of my three best rim protectors from that camp. 
uh, just really active block shots, athletic, good second leaper. Um, I thought Yvesse was just, I mean, just all over the place, you know, it just made an impact in both ends just to do just motor and athleticism using his length. Yeah. You know, I didn't see how much of like, you know, he's not a mate. He's not a guy you really just throw the ball into like that right now. But from a guy that you didn't know who the hell he was to, you know, was, I mean, <clears throat> arguably a top three to five performer, just off yeah. just straight performance uh, or three to seven from that camp. I mean, it says a lot. And just goes to show you just bigs, like just just playing hard and using your athleticism and length and not worried about, you know, trying to see if you can shoot threes or do stuff like that. Like Yves wasn't doing all that stuff. He was just playing hard and just showcasing how like his, his twitchiness as just an athlete. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. What was your thoughts on him? Like, I, you know, I was like, who the hell is this kid? But, uh, yeah, well, he's from Cameroon and he kind of, right. you know, came onto the scene and, I just thought guys were asking me some about some of the big guys. I go, do you see that way that guy moves and jumps? You know, like he, he, he just the way he 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 gets up so fast and he finishes so good. And like you said, his work ethic was strong, and he did a really good job. You know, like and and people were kind of saying they're asking me about the other bigs. I'm like, just look at the way he moves and gets to his second jump and finishes a play. Like he's just doing it. In a heartbeat moments, you know, you're you're talking about some of the true guys that are six eleven, seven foot. Right. They're not moving like him. No. Especially on that second jump, you know. He, he so, you know, he gets a lot of credit. Like I said, if you if you look at those two guys, like I said, most people didn't know about Missy coming in, but if you look at him in in Booker, Booker didn't start as a high school sophomore two years ago before he came to this camp. He wasn't even starting for his high school team. So now he's leaving this camp as a top five guy, and maybe. Uh, in running for number one, do you think Booker can be number one? And how high do you think Missy can go in 224? Booker can be number one. I don't think he, you know, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Like, you know, people have, were asking some guys, like, do you think the Pentagon's camp is uh, still like, you know, is it, you know, is it something that we can miss now? Like the All-American camp. I was like, you got all these NBA scouts here. You got this, the whole tradition, the legacy. You know, Dino's talks about James Harden, Anthony Edwards, Russell Westbrook. Sure. And I think Xavier Booker did something this past week and yeah. that was like a resume builder. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Dwan Wagner Jr. and those guys, like, they have more of a resume. <laughs> right. And I think now Xavier Booker can put himself in the conversation for number one because coming to Pangos All-America camp and being the, you know, being the MVP yeah. is a resume builder. You know what I mean? Like, before it was like when people talked about it, you're saying, well, he had a good week. He's had a few good weekends, but what has he really done? All right. Well, <laughs> you come to a camp. Justify him to be that high, right? He yeah. comes to a camp like this. He performs. He's the MVP. Now there's some there's some real there's some real validity. You got you got an argument now. Now do I think he's number one? Not right now. Uh, do I think this time next year? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to find the rankings he was number one. But I do think he has now started to build a resume and to making a case to be number one. Correct. Yeah, exactly. You know, DJ Wagner, you got to kind of knock him off the throne, I think, still, in my opinion. Right. Even though he picks and chooses where he goes, and that's fine. He, he's got the pedigree. He plays for one of the, uh, you know, best teams in the country. He's well-known, that kind of thing. So, 
you know, we want to, uh, I think we're going to bring in KJ Lewis. Now, like you said, he's a more of a camp veteran. He's been around at too, too many of those events. He kind of, uh, people found out about him outside of Texas. Um, he went to the Angles Fresh Soft Camp, and he's kind of grown from there, and he's he's got a major scholarship and, and accepted it to University of Arizona. And, and that's kind of what you're saying. That's what these camps are about, to try to get out out there no matter where you're from. You know, like you said, Booker didn't start for his high school team. And, right. and who knows where Missy's from. I mean, Missy just kind of came out, and everybody's like, wow, look at that guy. So let's bring in KJ now to the In the Paint Show. Um, KJ, can you hear us? Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate good, it. Good, KJ. What's up? How's everything How's going? It's going good. You know, I'm glad to be great, you know, great. back home. Yeah. Did you get a little bit of rest and, uh, you know, did you, did you recover a little bit? No, I definitely got some rest. I slept like 11 hours. I was tired. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm definitely rested up. Yeah, no, I knew I knew because you were like, oh, tell me any time you can come on. I said, KJ, you need to get some sleep, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no, KJ, um, you had a, you know, it was a good performance uh, this week at the Pangos. Um, just talk about, you know, you played a lot on the ball, uh, showed your create your creativity, just like as a passer, you know, you got into your mid-range uh, jumper. Just talk about what was your mindset going into the camp and what you felt like you were able to show and just uh, your overall experience. Uh, my mindset coming into this past week was just, you know, to prove a lot of people uh, what I can do with the ball in my hands. Um, it was like creating for others and, you know, shooting the ball with uh, confidence and consistency. Um, so I think those two things were, you know, were in the back of my mind coming into it. Um, but overall, the, you know, the process of it was, it was amazing. Um, I was there last year. Um, you know, last year was more like a, Dang, I'm I'm glad to be invited. You know, trying to fill it out, uh, playing with sure. the upperclassmen since I was a underclassman. But this year is like to really show people my game has grown, um, and you know to be one of those upperclassmen that uh, people talk about. Like, dang, he's you know one of the best players in the country, um, and one of the best players in the camp. Um, so it was it was a great uh, overall process for me. Yeah, that that's a great experience and a great way to to look at it. Do is, is some of the pressure off you this? summer and in this is camp and just any event you go to because you've already made your decision like does that is that you think give you a chance better to expand your game or or is it just hey i i felt comfortable with the college i chose and i just need to get it out of the way i think it's a little bit of both um yeah. you know definitely like a a stress relief to yeah. you know know where i'm going um but also one of those things to you know get feedback from you know one coach um, and they'll expand on that feedback and, you know, grow my game and, and the aspects that they need me to, to work on. Um, and I think with Coach Lloyd, you know, he's a, a great coach, um, and the offense is a, a, a well-round offense that fits my game. Um, and so all the feedback he gives me, I think, is a, a great way to expand, and you know, in camps and in, in big-time tournaments. Yeah, that makes sense. What's something that Coach Lloyd uh, taught you, you? You made a point that like Coach Lloyd kind of tells you some stuff that you need to work on. What's some things that he's kind of told you he wanted to see from you uh, that you are able to uh, be able to showcase this spring? Um, definitely uh, going uh, when I get to the rim, going off two feet, um, finishing through contact, um, you know, shooting more confidently because uh, he says I have a great jumper. I just need to shoot it with confidence. Um, sure. And then just another thing with my mindset, um, you know, being more positive, um, not being uh, downing myself on, you know, missed shots or turnovers. Um, and 
uh, just being a more of a leader and a dog and getting back to having fun, you know, with the game. Oh, 100%. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And like you said, because you've gotten the recruiting process out of the way, did you notice when you were, like, getting recruited that maybe coaches weren't being like, oh, your game is so great, you can do all this, you can come here and do this wonderful thing, but now you're more like, hey, I, I know where I'm going to fit in. And like, like you said, Coach Lloyd and the staff is being a little bit more honest with you and telling you what you need to work on, especially – within the high school setting, you can kind of dominate high school El Paso ball. So now you got more of a, maybe a, do you have more of a true evaluation of what you really need to work on to go in and get playing time? Definitely. Um, I think yeah. during the whole recruiting process, coaches, they tell you like a little bit of what you want to hear. Sure. Um, and I think from, from the first day Arizona started recruiting me, they just been honest with me and not too many uh, college coaches or schools do that with players. Um, sure. I think that's like the biggest thing that stood out with Arizona. Um, and like to this day, they're still completely honest with me. Um, and they tell me the stuff I need to work on. And they tell me the stuff they like. Um, and then again, just going back to, you know, feed, uh, learning off the feedback and growing off the feedback. So when I get into high school, uh, I'm working on the things to get me ready for the next level, which is in a few months. Um, so, yeah, it's going to go pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your you're just coming off this camp, you know, uh, be, just give yourself a little grade. What, what do you, you think you did? Like if you're in a report card, how, how well did you do? And then what is your um, plans for the rest of the summer? Uh, for a grade, I'll probably give myself like maybe a B plus, A minus okay. around that area. Um, okay. Just I don't, a B plus just because I feel like there's little stuff I could have, you know, done better on. Um, like pick and roll reads, less turnovers, a little sure. bit more energy uh, in certain days, um, and just being more of a leader. Um, and then plans for the summer, you know, just to continue to, you know, dominate off this pretty good uh, week that I had sure. and to grow more, to show more people that, again, I can shoot the ball really well. Um, um, and then just to continue to dominate in these camps. Like I have uh, the Adidas All-American camp coming up. Mm -hmm. um, gotcha. Both, yeah. Hopefully, the NBA, NBPA uh, top one hundred camp, I can get invited to. Um, so just to continue to dominate in those, you know, those camps and those big atmospheres. KJ, this was like the first time I talked about you know being you being on the ball. Where I really got to see you on the ball and like really make be able to play make and also score at the same time. Uh, obviously, in the spring earlier, that wasn't something that saw much. of just more you on the wing being a slasher, yeah. but you know, kind of seeing you on the ball and making plays. Um, you seem like you had a fun time just passing and getting others involved. Is that always something? It was a little bit new to me because I've always, you know, because everyone, athlete, you know, really can get to the rim and finish, but saw some real enjoyment from you facilitating. Is that something you always, like, talk about that? Like, is that something that you really enjoyed or just, and it's always been an under, under, underrated aspect of your game? I think for sure, like, I always like getting people involved. Um, I think I'm one of, the, like, a few players that play unselfish in, like, those type of camps. Um, and um, I think with with drive, like, it was let I was less ball dominant just because we always had those other great players around us. Um, but now with, like, my new team, Southern, I saw Coach Vaughn, like, expects me to make plays, um, you know, and get people involved. And also when we need a bucket to be able to, you know, give the team – that bucket um so 
I think it's always been a part of my game. Uh, but like you said, I think it's just been under the radar. Uh, KJ, let's talk about the other guys on your team. You played on the, the Syracuse team. That was the name of the team. You had uh, Elliot Cadeau. Marvell Allen was on the team. You guys had a couple good bigs. Uh, you know, when it did it seemed like you guys had pretty good chemistry, especially with, with you, Elliot, and Marvell. You guys kind of fit naturally together. Uh, just talk about that. Who impressed you? And then, uh, you know, what did you think of Elliot's, you know, with that dunk he had on Saturday? Now, those two are definitely my guys. You know, we talk yeah. all outside of basketball. Um, sure. So, like, playing with each other wasn't, like, something new uh, where we had to adjust, like, slowly. I think we naturally just clicked fast because we're on unselfish. Sure. Um, and we can score without the ball in our hands. Sure. Um, I feel like it was just like, you know, when you see a bunch of great players in the NBA, like um, KD, Steph, and Clay, like they can score, but yeah. they can feed off each other too. So sure. like if one is, like has it going, we know to continue to feed them. Um, but if it's like the defense is focusing on them, you know, one of us can also go get a bucket. And I think that's how me, Marvell, and Elliot were um, playing with each other. But the dunk, the dunk was crazy. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just like the stuff that he does, like it's like it's low key, like amazing. Like he's short <laughs> and like I just yeah. don't I don't understand. Like he, he gets off the floor so quickly. Sure. And it was like towards the end of the game, so I didn't I didn't think he was gonna gonna do it. And I didn't think yeah. the big was gonna jump either. But yeah. you know, definitely probably one of the best highlights of the camp by far. Yeah, he uh I didn't think like I was like you. Know, I was like, oh, was, you know, towards the end of the game, he's not gonna go and dunk it because he's like deceptive with it too. Like, right. you know, he'll just get up real quick coming off one, and then when I saw him rise up, I was like, like you know, he just bullshitting, you know, like, and then yeah. all of a sudden he just got it. And I was like, whoa, it was crazy. Like him, him and Jaden, uh, Jaden Harper had the two best plays of the whole camp. Uh, the dude do it off the backboard. Uh, oh yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they both. He Elliot did some crazy stuff. Um, one game in the back gym, I think it was our first game. He uh, he was like, it was a leak. It was towards the end of the game too, so we kicked it ahead, and he was like by the block. He took one dribble and, and did a three sixty with one hand. It was crazy. So like he has sneaky, like it's not even sneaky bounce. It's just his bag is deep for him being a point guard. Like you don't see right. too many explosive point guards like that. Yeah, he doesn't need to run that much. He doesn't need right. to gather. He just does it real fast. Right. Like, oh man, he yeah, he can get up. I, I saw him do a windmill and obviously that dunk. So that was pretty impressive. Did anybody else impress you on the camp? Maybe that wasn't on Syracuse. Any guy you can point to that you didn't know much about, or you just thought like, dang, he did good this weekend. Um the guy you are definitely talking about, Xavier. I think he, yeah. you know, he was he was doing good. Uh we played against his team too. Sure. Um, he can stretch the floor out, can shoot it really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeremy Fears, um, Aiden Holloway, you know, yeah. Wesley Yates, uh, Chris, like a bunch of a bunch of my, you know, close friends, you know. I think we're all just competitive and we love the atmosphere of like camps and stuff like that. So sure. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, we were talking about Aiden and uh, Jeremy earlier. Just uh, <laughs> they just they just, get, they just get a lot done. They're just like shifty with it, scoring. Uh, you know, we we're just talking about like the guard, the guard, guards in the uh, camp, just how productive y'all were, and you, you, you included. Like y'all were just really, really productive uh, in that camp. Um, and Ronnie was talking about how Dino's wanted to add more guards this year, 
and like in Chris, like we didn't, I didn't talk about Chris. I mean, Chris, you know, people kind of, you know, I know <clears throat> Chris Johnson may have some, you know, every now and then, you know, Chris be being Chris Johnson, but, uh, yeah. you know, he's uber talented and people don't know he was playing with a dislocated finger yeah, right. <laughs> uh, for the last two games. You know what I mean? So like, and I was like, Chris, you still going to play? He's like, hell yeah, I'm about to, I'm going to play. So, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, like I, I give kudos to him. Just, you know, a lot of guys could just been like, whatever about that, but he, he continued to play and still showed a lot. Okay. Yeah. I- we're going to bring on your, your uh, teammate from Syracuse, Marvell Allen. He's on the line right now, so you can say what's up for him, and we'll we'll let you go, and we're going to talk to him. Uh, Marvell, are you there? <laughs> what's good? Yo, you can hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you, bro. Can you, you can hear us? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll let y'all get to it, man. Ask him a question, KJ, before we go. Hey, yeah, KJ, ask him a question. Ooh, question. Oh, <laughs> he, he said, hey, bro, like the law by three, was it really bad or you just use friend? It was bad. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Marvell Marvel swear I throw him bad lobs. Like it was That's a great funny. lob. That's why he finished it. It was bad. <laughs> he, made, he made me jump. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Show your I athleticism. Like, I didn't feel like jumping. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> All right, KJ. We'll, we'll let Appreciate you go. Y'all. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Guys. Your time. All right. All right. Take care. Marvell, we appreciate you jumping on. We're on with Marvell Allen of Monverde Academy. He also played on that Syracuse team we're talking about in the camp. Uh, Marvell, talk a little bit about the, the chemistry you, you had with Elliot and, and building with KJ. And you guys had a pretty good backcourt. You guys all did pretty well. Um. Chemistry, it was it was good because we first um made made up in our minds that as a team that we were gonna lock in on defense and and sure. run and push up whoever get the ball, we can all handle it. So we just came together like that. And the type of guys that we all had, we had unselfish players. And when you have unselfish players, you can do anything. Yeah, that makes sense. Were you uh caught, were you uh, satisfied with your performance? Do you think you 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 give yourself a good grade, or do you obviously there's always room for improvement. But how do you think you did? I think I did well. I I give myself a good grade. Um, my leadership, my energy, my talking. But I know I actually could have did more. But I was in pain. I had a knee injury, but I kept playing. So I did what I can do. Sure, sure. Marvel, what um what do you feel like you were able to show at this camp that maybe people don't really know about you as far as your skill set? Uh, I'll say getting others involved. The yeah. way I can find, I can find people on the pick and roll, driving to the basket, hitting the open guy. I, um, I think I did real well this weekend at getting others involved. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if you really had a knee injury. You, you, you were, you were really getting downhill. You were being, you were showcasing your athleticism. But I agree, like you're putting a lot of pressure on the defense and getting guys involved. Um, and I thought like y'all, y'all's team was like clicking you know ronnie talks about just your relationship with like kj and elliot and it was just hard you know for other teams to really contain y'all but uh yeah i i agree with just the facilitating i thought you really got the spots and were able to make uh make place for others and find your teammates yes sir yeah um marvell talk a little bit about the progression from last year uh you know playing on a good high school team and then you guys win the states 
and then you guys get to play on a national stage and win that state champions invitational. Kind of what did that do for you? Uh, you obviously played with some good players, and you were obviously one of the leaders. And then what did that do for you going into the summer? Um, What it kind of did for me was, like, kind of show, like, what the work I put in, also, like, what the team put in, uh, where it got us set. And going into the summer, I know uh, Mount Verde, it's, a, like, kind of bigger, um, even bigger stage with the sure. competition they play um, in the NIBC. So, it just um, pushed the edge on me to um, work harder, to get even better because it's kind of like a mirror of college, what college is going to be like. Those conference games every night when you got Sunrise, um, Bishop Walsh, um, AZ Compass, those guys like that, IMG. So it's like you playing competition every night. So I know I'm going to be pushed and I can't take no night off. Like every night I got to come to play like base. When I was at Calvary, uh, I would say we'll probably play a district game where it's like less competition. So sure. I know I got to be ready um, at all times with Mount Verde. And also, I'm going to get better. It's just going to make me a better player for the next level. That makes sense. Huh. Yeah, did you feel like, you know, obviously you can maybe take a playoff or, or give 95% instead of 100 did you kind of want to get that out of your system in your last year as you prepare for college? Was that kind of one of the things you wanted to to do? In facts, facts. Because I, 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 I admit, like I, I can take breaks sometimes. I do take breaks sometimes, sure. but I'm not better from that. Um, like especially on the defensive end, locking in. Got you. No, absolutely. Um, you you talked about just how the like the mental shift that's going to take uh, place for you going day in and day out. Talk about how you've kind of mentally prepared yourself for that. Obviously, like what going day in and day out, even in practice and games, what's kind of I always talk about, you know, you want to make a make a change, like you want to get to a different level. You got to make a shift in your mindset. Like talk about how that's been going, just, you know, getting ready for that. Uh, it's been going. I've been prepared for it, so it's been going well. Um, I just main thing, just keep trusting in God, praying every day, asking him to help me. And just, I know that the the future, what the goal is um, at the end, at the finish line, what it's going to look like. So the grind that's going to get me there is, is going to be worth it. So just got to go through it. Yeah, absolutely. Marvell, at the camp, you mentioned, I know people ask you, and sometimes it could be a little repetitive and a little boring, obviously, or you're just like, man, these guys are asking the same questions. So you were telling people that maybe you, you have Texas, Florida State and Kansas. Now, those three are kind of like in various parts of the country. Do you just kind of want to like keep your options all open and like maybe you want to see different parts of the country before you kind of decide? Like, are you just that's where you are? Do you want to uh, see what's out there in the world? Or like, do you like, you know, do you have a big family and maybe that's going to be a consideration? Or do you just say, like, hey, I'm open minded and I want to, uh, you know, I want to not leave myself short, want to give myself every open option? Uh, I'm open every option. Uh, yeah. I want to give everybody a chance. Uh, no matter how big, how small the school, where it's located, I want to give everybody a chance. Sure, sure, that makes sense. And what what are your goals this year? Obviously, you guys got Kwame Evans, and you guys got um, a good team going over to Montverde. You know, what's your goals for your senior year? And like, 
how how good can you be? Like, do you think you could be, you know, first team All American? You know, what is your what's your goals going into this once the summer's done? Um, national championship, McDonald's All American, Gordon Brand, all those big time accomplishments, and just getting better for the next level, making each other. That makes sense. Yes, sir. Yeah, y'all. <clears throat> team gonna be loaded this year. Um, you know, they kind of, uh, already really just kind of just reloaded with you. They added Liam and uh, stuff like that. Uh, do you have you had a relationship with some of the guys that are on the team? Have uh, y'all been talking? Uh, uh, yeah, stuff. I know. I know most of them um, just from being around the game and playing with each other. Been teaming up on some teams, so I know a couple people. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate your time, Marvell. Thank you. I know you had a long trip and a long trip back to Florida, so we appreciate you taking some of your time to jump on with the In the Paint Show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Take care, everybody. Good luck the rest of the summer. So, yeah, you know, he, he's to the point and a little quiet, but, like, you know, he, he he's really confident. I mean, that's kind of yes. what I get out of him. He's just confident in his game and, and confident in where he's going and what he's gonna do. Wherever college he picks, is like he's gonna he's gonna want to make his stamp and like he he thinks he can get on the court and contribute. I, I think that's why he's going to Montverde. Yeah, he, he 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 like you say he has a real confidence about himself. Just like he knows yeah. like okay, when I go in there and I show what I can do, it's all gonna be it's all gonna work out. Um, and like even at the camp, you know, just. He, him playing through a knee, knee, and you know, knee injury, and then like you know, that second and third day could be tough, <laughs> and then going to the All Star game. Uh, but even how he plays, there's a confidence about him. Like you know, he knows he's going to be able to impact the game here and there. Uh, I think he's very calculative about how he kind of attacks and how he approaches things. Um, yeah. But you know, definitely, you know, t- talented prospect. I mean, just okay. you know, can really use his body, you know, to create space and just. Um, yeah, I mean, Montverde is going to be loaded this year. Have a chance to win another national title. And speaking of national titles, we, we're going to bring on now Don Thomas Jr. from 224 guard from Vegas who, who won a big state title. And he's obviously reaching for more, going into uh, two more seasons less, so he obviously can do it again. Uh, Don, can you hear us? Welcome uh, to the yeah. show. Yeah, I can hear you. Appreciate What's up, man? it. What's up? Thank you. Thank you for jumping on. Appreciate you coming on, especially on a short notice. Uh, glad you didn't have to travel too far to get home, like a lot of guys did. I was tired. Did you, you know? Did you did you feel good? Like you got some rest, or are you ready ready to go for the next thing, or or no? You do feel like uh, you know you need a little break, and are you ready to go get back in the gym? Oh no, I got back in the gym already. I was back in the gym the next day, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But my body feels good, you know. I got a tournament this weekend coming up with my high school, so yeah, I'm just getting ready for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. The the I um first time seeing you, I think it was a court three. So I came in Monday morning and uh I saw you kind of walking around like you're very confident just in your approach. And then like the first minute or two of that game, I mean you probably had like four points and two assists. Mm-hmm. Uh just talk about like you play you play with a lot of confidence, you get others involved, you know how to run a team. Um that was my first time really seeing you play. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Just talk about, you know, leading a group of guys that, you know, just kind of having just put a team together for you. You know what I mean? Like how what's the is there any challenges in that or just kind of talk about like what that process is for you? Well, I think that off the court, you just got to get to know them a little bit and then it will translate onto the course. You just got to build the little bit of chemistry in like a little in a short amount of time. So like 
it's, that's what about being a point guard. You got to um, like get to know your guys off the court so like you can build that chemistry and stuff so you can lead them on, on the court. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the Don. That, you know, that's a good point. Were you able to like talk to your team in the breaks? Or is it just kind of like you're leading by example and you just talk to them when you get in the huddle? Or were you able to like talk to them a little more like in the hotel or like in, in the breaks in between games and stuff? Um, Well, kind of both. But I didn't go to the hotel. I was at my house. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, mostly led by example. So like, I guess I think they just fed off my energy in the game. So I think they just had to bring uh, bring up the intensity to, that I was playing at. And, you know, I'd talk to them a little bit in the huddle and, like, start uh, kind of talking to them about what they should be doing and stuff and just leading them in the right direction and getting them in the right spot. Yeah, that makes sense. You played with, with Stanford, the team Stanford, the camp team Stanford, and you guys obviously had a pretty some pretty good players on there. Ian Jackson was on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys had a good roster. Uh, AJ, I think A.J. Johnson was on that team. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about – some of the guys that you didn't know much about on that Stanford team that you thought they played pretty well or helped to build the chemistry. Well, maybe they were quick learners or they, they followed your lead right away. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my first time seeing, well, meeting Ian, Ian okay. Jackson. Like, that was my first time watching him play for real. And, like, yeah. I was just really impressed on how his athleticism and how well he could shoot the ball. So, yeah, yeah, he was one of the guys that stood out to me. And I've been playing with uh, – that was my first time playing with, me with AJ. Cause I've just been playing against him all this time. Like he's a super great, really great player, super talented, really athletic, and a really smart player. And Amir, Amir, um, Amir Ali. Yeah, yeah. I met uh, when he used to live in Cali. I think I knew him back then. So then, when he moved away to Montverde, it's like we've just been keeping in contact. So yeah, I've known those guys for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Amir lived. I thought I Amir lived in in the West, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, so that, that's pretty cool. And yeah. you know, like we said, we just had Marvell Allen on mm-hmm. uh, on a little earlier. He's talking about Mom, Mom Brody kind of coming together. And obviously, you guys lose uh, Jefferson to college, mm-hmm. and you guys lose a wing as well. So, mm-hmm. what are you using this summer to kind of build your game? Like, you're going to have to carry more of the load going into the Liberty to your junior season. Mm-hmm. So, what are you using like camps like this, and then the summer leagues you play with Liberty? Like, how are you expanding your game so that you guys don't have no fall off? Um, well, the camps, I'm just using them to get better and, like, get more exposure when, yeah, and yeah. mostly get better. But when I'm with Liberty, like, I kind of, like, I don't know. I just, like, like um, I take on a bigger role with them. Sure. So, like, I'm more vocal. I get on them a little bit more. And I take more, take some more shots this year. You know, mostly just be vocal with them. Just be more of a leader. Because, yeah. like, we're missing that role right now that we had last year. So I had to step into that role. Gotcha. <clears throat> Talk about you know this past season, uh, you know leading Liberty uh, to a state title, making that run. Uh, just talk about how that season went for you guys, and you having to uh, be again in the uh, you know spearheading all that, and uh, just kind of the challenges that that you know th- that came in with that. Um, I think a big factor into us winning the state championship was those first three losses we took to Gorman. Sure, I think sure. we really just took those to heart, you know. And like those first three, like especially that first loss, that that was that was a really hard one to take. So I think we just used yeah. that as motivation throughout the season to get to that state championship game. But it all but it all started 
like during school, like we just bonded so well and built that chemistry off the court, especially in practice. We just went at it, you know, and we just uh, built that special bond off the court mostly and just transferred onto the court. Gotcha. Um, Didon, a couple things more up. You know, we're, how fired up does it get you? Like, or how, what did you learn? Like when you guys won states and, and you finally beat Gorman after the third time, like you guys didn't get invited to the state champions invitational. And we just had Marvell on and Marvell Allen was at the camp. Mm. He did well, but like he was able to shine on that stage and his team won it. Like, mm. did that make you like, damn, like nothing's guaranteed or is that just like, you know what? That's just making me more hungry. I'm going to kill this summer. I'm going <laughs> to kill everybody and, and keep getting better as a team, but also better and better individually. Did that motivate you or did that just teach you like, man, nothing's guaranteed? Uh, Kind of both because yeah. like, oh, during that time I was hurt, but like I was in the boot that whole time. So during, so even if we got invited, I wouldn't have played. I was in the boot, gotcha. but also it kind of hurt that we didn't get invited because I feel like we should have gotten invited. Okay. And I feel like we would have had a real good chance to win, win that championship. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so for next year, what's the, what's the, what's the goal? Um, you, you know, obviously it's win the state, but like, you know, had a great season. What's the goal for next year for, as, uh, for the team? For the team, just win as much as possible and just do our best, you know, like I'm, I know we're not as talented as last year, but I still feel like if we still play hard and play together, I feel like we can still win a state championship, but most of all, just win as many games as possible and just, Mostly have fun doing it. Yeah. Speaking of having fun, Didon, um, I want to get your honest take. Like, you know, obviously your father played at UNLV, and he was a high school star in L.A. at, at, at Taft High School, where, where A.J. went. Mm -hmm. Your dad was obviously an all-state player there. Um, but obviously there's NBA scouts there. And, and, and Coach Gerg, who's an assistant coach under Tark, is there. Your dad knows who he is. You probably know who he is. And, like, you want to play good. All the guys want to play good, obviously. But, like, were you guys in that all-star game just tired? Or, like, could you just not pick up the energy? Like, or were you just disappointed? Like, man, guys, if this is the last game, we should have all done better. Or was it just you guys were – nobody picked it up, and then it just kind of came into, like, a dunk fest. What did you take from that? And kind of what did, what did you think about that? Were you like, okay, it is what it is? Or were you like, damn, we should have all done better because it's our last impression? Honestly, I think guys were tired because it was a really long weekend. Sure. And in the four games that we played before, I think all of us just played really hard just to get to that All-Star game. So I think guys were just burnt out. But yeah. at the beginning of the game, I felt like we were doing good and playing hard. But as the game went on, I yeah. think guys just got lazy. Yeah. And started, like, just doing whatever, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, not getting back and things like that. And yeah. and. Yeah, and it is with it. I think we all noticed that a little bit. Obviously, we didn't want it to happen. We all noticed that. But what did you think about your camp? You know, uh, there's a lot of 224 guards that were good. Uh, Rob Wright, number seven, was good. Yourself on the team. Tahad Pettiford, the lefty. Mm -hmm. You know, Ali Cadeau. Uh, a lot of 224 guards were good. And, and you guys are all in the 5'11", the 6'1 ring. So you guys are all can match up with each other. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Of your performance and who else impressed you? Uh, I think I played good throughout the weekend against all those guys. I yeah. think Tahad, that third, no, I think it was the second game we played Tahad's team. Me yeah. and him batted a little bit, so yeah, I think yeah. me, uh, I play, I think I played really well against him. 
I think that was my best game, that second game. But Tahad uh, pretty much stood out to me the most. And yeah, why, why I went back, y'all went back and forth. I that was the game I watched. That was that was the game I watched. It was on court three. Yeah, it was, like, it was just back and forth. I'm like, coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought you were gonna go get twenty and ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Nah, me and me, me and him are cool off the court though. I've known him for a while. I think since CP3 camp last year. So yeah, I think we're, we're friends off the court. So I knew before the game we were gonna go at it a little bit. What What is it about his game that makes it nice? You know, obviously he's. Lefty, he kind of shifty. What what is it about his game that makes it maybe a difficult check or that you like? Is and obviously you're lefty too, so it's like you. But it's hard, you know. Some guys don't lefty guarding a lefty sometimes a little different. Yeah, I think it's just his athleticism, and he really has a really nice quick twitch with his handle and stuff. And his handle's really tight, real shifty, and he's really athletic. I think that's what separates him a lot yeah. from most other guards. And yeah, he can and he can shoot the ball real well. Gotcha. Now, looking at the camp overall, not necessarily on your team, did did anybody stood out to you? It's like, dang, that guy's really good, or I think that guy's um, gonna be really good, you know, or he's gonna be in the NBA or something like that. Did anybody really stand out to you? I think, I think it was the third game. We played a kid, a big kid called Yavis Missy. I think. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. he's that dude. Yeah. He's huge. He's the monster. He's it's crazy. Like the things he was doing in our game, like getting rebounds, dunking all over us and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah he stood out to me. What grade would you give yourself as your performance from this camp? Um, like like an A minus, B plus. I think I said that I could always do better and stuff, but I still think I played pretty well. Great. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty fair assessment. You know, obviously. You being a two twenty four and you you showing you can play with the best some of the best guards in the country is uh, really good for you and I, I would say an A minus is it makes a lot of sense B plus right. now talk a little bit about the rest of your summer what you obviously have a summer league coming up mm-hmm. uh, are you guys going to section seven the following week and then what do you what do you got planned for the rest of the summer yeah so we're in the summer league here with, yeah. with other high schools then we got section seven coming up. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Section Seven because last year, I think we should have won it, but I think we have a good chance to win it this year. Okay. And then after Section Seven, we got the Adidas camp with Dream Vision and Rock Hill. Then after yeah. that camp, I think the third, three SSB stop is in Rock Hill, and after that is the championship weekend for Adidas in LA. In LA. And yeah. then after that, I think the last tournament we have is here in Vegas. Got you. That's what it's called, though. Maybe the circuit. Maybe it might be the circuit a couple weeks. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, the summer's real long. So, yeah, yeah, it, it, you got to obviously get rest. And I'm glad you, you were able to sleep in your bed and play good. That's a yeah. big advantage, not getting distracted. So we appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you for jumping on on a quick notice. Thank you to Don. And uh, congrats on your, your good play. And keep it up. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. So I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Take care. You Bye. too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, uh, Ani, you know, just uh, pretty interesting that KJ and, and Didon both give themselves the A minus B plus choice. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I said, damn, did y'all, did y'all, 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 y'all get the same report card? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that makes sense. If you think you played well and you're trying to be a little humble, obviously they're on, they know they're on. This is going to go out to a lot of people. Right. You know, they, you know, they, they're trying to be a little humble. 
about it, but I think they're really both play really well. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I even think for OJ, it's tough, the toughest because he'd been there and like he's already committed and people already have a opinion of him. Like, because now they're starting to say, how's he going to fit in Arizona? What's Tommy going to use him? Like, right. for like Marvell, he's not committed yet. You know what I mean? So, People are still kind of guessing what he's doing. And for D Don, it's like house money. If D Don plays even okay and plays at a B minus or a, a B, nobody's gonna be like, oh, that's terrible, terrible. You know what I mean? Right, right. He's gonna he came out as an A minus or A or whatnot. It's like, man, that's that's really good for him. You know what I mean? Especially as a, as a 224, you know, yeah. at the camp. Like how KJ talked about how from last year to this year, you know, how he really wanna prove something you know that, that as an underclassman coming to coming in to pango's camp you know you just want to just have people know who you are like you say you're playing with house money <laughs> yeah yeah he's de- he was definitely playing playing a little bit high but he did really good so yeah let's talk about those 224 guards honestly i think top to bottom i thought elliot cadeau yes. i'd give him a nod as like just overall presence game athleticism feel uh, performance and potential. I thought he did really well, especially coming off that. Like you mentioned, we didn't really touch on that a lot. Elliot at Bergen Catholic. Now, honestly, those are great high schools there in in um, New Jersey. They are high level competition. It's like as close as you're going to get to the NIBC. Besides, like you know, Texas UIL Class Six A playoffs, or like the Mission League in Southern California, or the Catholic League in Philly. Like those are really good teams. Right. And they had a good team. He missed most of the season. He had a high ankle sprain. As we know, high ankle sprains can be tricky. So you're thinking like, oh, maybe he's going to come back. Because I was telling that to some of the scouts and some of the NBA guys that was sitting next to me. I'm like, that guy was been hurt. So I was kind of being like, well, make sure he may go 85%. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's coming off an injury. And they're like, oh, okay, shit. Well, when he dunked, got that dunk over the top of the seven-footer, like KJ on a Kimolage one, they're like, okay, that injury, there ain't no problem with that. Injury. There ain't no, there ain't no problem with the ankle. <laughs> yeah, there's no problem with the ankle. So, uh, you know, one of the Boogie Flan played really well. Yes. You know, we kind of we didn't we didn't touch on him from Archbishop Stepanak. Uh, I, I know I could tell by D Don, uh, just like his voice, like I think he thinks Ian Jackson is like really really good. You know, like yes, like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he's he's he's, he's, he's started. You know, he's a very quiet kid. You know, yeah. he's confident, but when he started talking about Ian, he's like, yeah, he, yeah you know. That dude can go, yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, here I would say, and I'm going to give out my uh, top 60. Again, this is not from the cream of the crop selection. It's just my top 60. I'll put it linked. I already have a, a story on ballslife.com. Uh, we'll follow up with this pod. We'll publish it. Obviously, we're, we're in the middle of the week here, but you'll be probably listening toward the end of the week. And by the end of the week, I'll put out my top 60. But I'll just give my top five now and tell me what you think of it. And I have Xavier Booker, one. Mm-hmm. Two, six foot 11, 223 lefty, the, the fast riser from Cathedral in the, Indiana. Ian Jackson, I'll have him, too. 224 shooting guard, wing guard. Our sophomore of the year last season who was a – we're glad he was a, a – you know, a guest on the In the Paint show a couple seasons ago, or a couple episodes ago, I should say. It seems like a couple seasons ago, and a couple episodes ago. Right, then, right. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy Fears, I would put at three. Again, 223 mm-hmm. guard, Lalamir, I thought he did really well. 
And then the guy who DJ was impressed by, he did the mystery man a little bit of the campaign. Really, everybody's talking about him. I'd have him number four. A little bit of surprise, but I'll tell you to take him for is Yves Misty, West Nottingham in Maryland, six foot 11, 224. Again, like DJ said, he gets off the ground and he's going to finish that dunk or that rim uh, finish or that rim run faster than your guys are be like, whoa, did he just do right. that? Yeah, he just did. Right. He's over. He's already running back on D. Like, you have no chance. Like, you know, that that type of quick quick twitch as a big guy and just moves very well. And then my five guy, I'll have Bay Fall from Accelerate. He's been around. He's been to a lot of camps. He's been uh, at the Pangos Junior All-American camp. He's probably one of the best. Besides DeAndre Aiden, he's probably one of the best bigs I've seen at the junior level in, a, you know, 10 years. And, and it's easy to knock a guy like that because you see him so much, so much, so much. You know, he's been a lot of Dinos' stuff. It, it, it's easy to critique his game, but I, I, I don't have much critiques. He's, he used to improve his offense a little bit, but he's worked so hard on the glasses motor. And, and, and one guy was mentioning he does like Moses Malone. He's just going to go get his own rebound. Like a, <laughs> he's going to go get his own damn rebound and, and finish it. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't know what you if you have the same thoughts about Bayfall. But I do want to get your opinion on Bayfall just because he's been around so long. And he was a very good performer at last year's camp at the Tarkanian in Vegas. Yeah, uh, Bayfall, I, actually, I have my top five. I actually have a number uh, two on mine. On mine. Uh, I really liked how he I liked I really liked how he played, just, you know, yeah. was active. Again, you talk about we've seen him so much and so many like the, the Dinos' camps. And, yeah. you know, he's a common face. You know, yeah. out of the other guys, like, I mean, people know who fears are, but like, I think Bay Falls, just you see him so much that yeah. you can be overly critical. But I thought one thing he did, he's brought a lot of energy. He defended uh, very well, like inside out uh, block shots. And like you said, like, oh, oh I like Moses Malone uh, a reference, like a guy that missed, get his own rebound. He has a quick second leap. He finished uh, yeah. in that camp, like guys like him, you've seen traditionally where they want to show the shooting now. They want to show I'm not just an athlete. I thought he stuck to what he does best, and that's, you know, being a a rim runner, being a guy that rebounds and blocks shots and is a high flyer. And the shooting is not bad. I mean, there's some – I think there's some upside, like, you know, down the road with him as a shooting – as a shooter. Uh, But I thought – I thought I was going to see him potentially try to show some other things. Yeah. You know, which is – you see that out of Biggs a lot. You know, we talked about that <laughs> yesterday. But he stuck to his bread and butter, you know, even yeah. even as a guy that has been seen a lot. And that's what that's what I was most impressed with because it's easy to, yeah. to beer off. To, to beer off, especially if it's a loose environment or you, you, you maybe you have a team that you don't know a guy or the guard's not giving you the ball or you frankly don't like the players on your team. Sometimes that happens. I mean, that didn't right. happen to our guests. Because especially like Marvell, KJ, and Cadeau built some some camaraderie, and and Marvell and um, DJ is a natural leader as a natural point guard. His father was a college point guard who played at UNLV, so like that came right. natural. But not every for a guy like Bay Fall that or one of those bigs, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you you get in a little tough for situation, and and uh, you know you you don't uh, perform the snuff because. That's the nature of a camp with the big guy relying on the guards. But like you right. said, baseball took that out of the equation. He's like, I'm going to go do what I do best. <laughs> and, and, and I like that. And I appreciate, and I can appreciate that of his game. And, you know, I would have no problem putting him four 
You know, I, I wanted to reward Missy because, again, he's the new kid on the block. And sometimes yeah. we got to remember that. I, I think Dinos Trigonis did a good job at this camp of getting some new kids on the block, you know, um, for this camp. I, I would be remiss not to mention a guy I saw at one of his showcases, and a lot of people don't know about him. He was at Spring Valley High School in Vegas, Farrell Compton. He's like now going yep. to pump it 224. He's like tearing down the rim. Every goes, well, you know, that's just dunking. The camp doesn't have a lot of structure. And there's some truth to that, but he's not shooting dumb threes or doing stupid crap. He's doing what he does good, dominating around the rim, long arms, uh, long reach, not playing outside his game. Right. And, and I didn't see nobody trying to stop. Okay, if he's just dunking, why don't you go underneath and try to pin his shit then? No, right. because he'll put you in the rim with him. You know, that's what I saw. Yeah, and, and like you, I saw some times where he got it ripped through dunk. I yeah. mean, he was just so he was just so active. He had like an endless motor, you know. And uh, I think that that can go under the radar. Actually, I have him uh on my on my list, my top ten just performers. I mean, every time, even the one on ones, like yeah. he, they weren't like he was getting what he wanted because he was just so active, and he just gonna use his body, finish, play hard. Uh, I just like his competitive nature. You know, it's right. gonna he's gonna be a really good college basketball player. And uh, you know, I, I heard I saw I saw that his rec- I don't know his recruitment's blown up yet or whatever, but I was like, yeah, man. I mean, his recruitment's probably changing by the hour. <laughs> right, right, as it should, but I like him. I mean, yeah, guys like him, I would say when I was younger as evaluator, I wouldn't appreciate as much. But like I really appreciate guys like him now, especially at a camp setting. You know, right. he he just there wasn't a possession I felt like he really took off or wanted to take off, you know? No, yeah, he wanted to be there. He wanted to show himself. And that that's a testament to the camp, and that's what it's for. Like you said, it's, it, you know, we, we, we can turn into this elite, uh, you know, uh, rubber stamping of a top five guys. And it's like that wasn't what this camp it didn't have that feel to it. It was right. more about who wanted it, who wanted to have the competitive nature uh, in the camp setting, and, and who – had the stamina. You know, I, I noticed I wanted to talk about my guy, Isaiah Miranda, another seven-footer from Springfield Commonwealth, Rhode Island Elite, um, seven-foot, 223. Isaiah, quite frankly, last year's camp, I talked to him, I said, Isaiah, are you, is everything okay? You know, I was like, are you, you know, he's all, man, I haven't slept since I got off the, the red eye on that first day. He just, his stamina was so lacking. He couldn't, he just couldn't play to the level he wanted to. Obviously, he kind of looked like Derek Lively. He said, oh, I match him up against Derek Lively or Khalil Ware. And he kind of wasn't ready for that. Right. Quite frankly, and his physical conditioning wasn't there. And then I talked to his camp coach, Tony Bland, and he goes, well, right. I go, well, watch his physical conditioning, Tony. And he goes, oh, okay, I will. And he goes, Ronnie, he turned it on. And then all of a sudden, the second day, it started raining threes like he's Draymond Green. <laughs> he started well, hitting the outside shot. He like five of them. And, well, and that, that's one thing about that's yeah. one thing about him. Isaiah Miranda can he has he has yeah. perimeter skills. Like he has like yeah, you know, every time I seen him, I seen him be able to handle it, like he how he moves and shoe, you know. Uh obviously, like like what I liked is that he was competing on the glass and you know, playing with some more, you know, toughness about him. But yeah. one thing I'm really intrigued by, you know, you talk about just talent. I mean, guys like seven foot seven one, and he has some perimeter skills to him. And uh uh, when he's locked in, he's really, really good. I think what he had like twenty five and eight that game. Then when he made five threes, like he was, 
he was he was fantastic. Um, that's just kind of the stuff that he can bring to the table. And I remember last year when he went against Lively and them, he wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Um, you know, that was just, you know, they kind of they big brothered him, right? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but this year I I, I really was um, and I got to see him some in April, uh sure. mid-April as well. Like I, you know, just he has a lot of ability, you know. No doubt. There's a tremendous uh, long-term potential, and his production is finally catching up a bit. Right. Talking about uh, production, I want to mention True Washington from Mountain Point in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, shooting guard, he, he cracked the top cream of the crop, top 30 game. Lefty was the MVP of that game, one of the MVPs. Um, I believe the other MVP, if I'm not mistaken, must have been Bayfall. Yeah, it was Bayfall. Bayfall rebounding that shit out of the ball. And, and, and true Washington uh, scored a lot of points. Again, as, as D-Don mentioned, they, unfortunately, the game got away from them a little bit in terms of just the competitive nature. It was a bunch of runouts. But during the camp, uh, you know, Mr. True Washington just you know, lefty score. I mean, he downhill. Yeah. And again, if you're a top 100 guy, like you said, a little bit of house money, as long as he played good, he was going to make a positive report. But he did even better than I thought. Like, yes. Washington did really well, and in another Arizona kid that did good was Cody Williams from Perry, six foot seven. He's a little bit more lanky and a little more lean. Where True Washington's just a, a more of a stout six four, and, and Cody shot it really well. He he got uh, mentioned as a top thirty cream of the crop selection. Uh, covers ground slasher hit a couple deep J's, and unfortunately his high school teammate from Perry, Cole um, Pete, is one of the top. Two or three, uh, two twenty-five. He wasn't able to make it because of a family uh, issue, but but Cody definitely showed well. Yeah, oh, I, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent on that. Um, some guys that I kind of I was very impressed with some of the bigs. Uh, it was my first time uh, watching a uh, Papa Conte uh, yeah. from South Kent in uh, Connecticut, about six ten. Uh, Love like he the play that really stood out to me is he hard hedged. Yeah. And like completely out of the picture when the when the guard passed off the pick and roll, came back and like blocked it with his off hand off the glass, and then <laughs> ran down court and dunked it. And I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I was with Andrew Slate. I was like, "Andrew, who is this guy?" He said, "Papa Conte." I said, "Yo, like that right there translates." I'm like, <laughs> "Like, you know, I really like to." Then I deal with Papa John's. Right, right. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Right, real, no, as you should. Like Papa Conte, I was like, that's a dope name because I think he's a he's of Senegalese, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, I think he's Senegalese. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I just like his wide shoulders and that he can move them. He's yeah. so wide, he can move, like you mentioned. That's kind of what I thought of him. So, who are the other big guys you like? Uh, I like the Kingsley kid, uh, Uganda Kingsley from Putnam Science. Uh, okay. I guess he came from uh, NBA Africa. Uh, in be Africa, if I believe, without borders, is that what yeah, without borders, correct? Uh, okay. man, just like rim protector, block shots moves well. But one time he had a play where he cut off uh, as a rope man and he gra- grabbed it like in a little tight space and just uh, fake spin, uh, fake spin, uh, pump faked and went and finished. And I thought just to do that off just catching the ball like a big man of his size catching the ball and to be able to just stay, make that move seamlessly, seamlessly and then finish, I thought I was like, okay, there's some real upside with the offense with him. I think he's a, he's a real presence defensively, but I thought offensively, like 
I saw some flashes. I was like, okay, he he could be like a reliable post threat uh, down the road. Uh, I didn't think he had, but I I was surprised by his footwork. Um, just uh, but him, uh, that's why I like Bayfall. Maybe I, I'm a guy that likes bigs. Like I like guys yeah. with like taller guys that can kind of show move and and run and stuff like that. But like Kingsley, Papa Conte, uh, Bayfall. Yeah. Um, I like the, yeah, to cut you up a little bit, but sorry yeah. to do that, but to yeah. bring a focus, I like, like you mentioned, I'm tired of these guys all thinking they're three-point shooters, and uh, I like the, the banging and, and getting it done inside, like you mentioned. So that, right. that's awesome. I thought uh, Taylor Bull Bowen was yes. uh, good again. He was solid last year, top 25 last year, and he was good again. Yeah. I'm sure you have a few more. There are probably a few more that need to make the – I'll give shout out to a guy who didn't even make the 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 one of the games. Aiden Sherell, one number one hundred five from, uh, I believe he's from La Lamere. Yes, uh, yes. He did well. He did well. Yes, he he, he did, did well. I I like uh, Caden Cooper. Uh, the he's a kid from Oklahoma. Uh, went to TSF in uh, Atlanta. About six five six six. Probably I don't know, Ronnie. In my opinion, was the best vertical athlete <laughs> in yeah, in that camp. And that's a guy I said, guys, we should maybe put him in the top game. I'm kind yeah. of glad he played the second game because again, the, again, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty or whatever. But the top game wasn't very good. But he could have been in the top game. I yeah. thought. Uh, I, I, I thought he was the best uh, vertical and maybe explosive athlete. Again, right. I don't know if he had the complete skill packages to make him the best, but like just in terms of his athleticism and. and and that explosiveness, I thought he's the guy that stood out the most by far. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I and, then, and, that, and, and I thought that top 60 game, you made the point, sorry to cut you off. Like, that top 60 game was a really competitive game. Like, I thought guys like Wesley Yates, who I think won MVP of that game, he got to really show the scoring. He's a kid, you know, I talked to him. He was at 225 uh, playing uh, playing way during the season. And he slimmed down to about 212. Uh, and he was he, – he's – moving he, the past couple of weeks he's been moving really well and we talked about he's like man i just i got to losing weight i'm back to normal you know i was i, I was holding about 50 more pounds than i should and um i thought that game just that like, nature you got to see the scoring and uh just with his size and stuff you know i i thought like I, I agree with you i thought that top 60 game in hindsight you know it's really it was really good for guys like Caden cooper and wesley yates because you got to see their skill more. set yeah in yeah. a more competitive atmosphere well, I thought that, like I said, I didn't push hard. I said, hey, Kaden could be in the top game. And, again, we had – there was another 10 guys that could have been in the top game. And that's being honest. And sometimes there's not 10 guys in the top that could be in the top game. It's like, damn, let's cut it to 24 because we don't – these six guys should be in the in the second game. Right. And this really could have been in the top game. Marez Johnson could have been in the top game. Mm-hmm. St. Rita, uh, he wore jersey number 91, 6'9", 224. He had 13 points and four rebounds, but they, they kind of just stamped it. Um, the guy I pushed for, and uh, maybe he was a little bit not on the radar in terms of coming into this camp, was Jaden Williams, 6'9", yes. 224 from Brookville. He wore jersey number 92, and didn't matter so much. He had seven points in the in the that cream of the crop 60, but like just his play, upright, pogo stick kind of guy, uh power forward you know maybe he can be- develop some three skills but like he moves really well yeah. and i thought he just did ha- had a good good camp 
Yeah, I thought overall he was solid. That's the kid from Atlanta. I mean, from Georgia. Right. Uh, he he like I thought every game I saw him, I just thought he he just played to his strengths, and I thought he like you say moves well, um, rebounded well, just kind of just was always in the mix of things. Uh, I agree with you. He was someone that I thought could uh, play in that top thirty game. I just thought he was just consistently productive. Uh, which yeah. is, you know, it's a big thing. You know, when I mean, you talk about it, it's a big thing in this camp. It's just, you know, you got guys that get 25 and then, you know, it's kind of whatever the next game. I thought if if he have, if he had 10 points the first game, he's going to have 10 to 12 and then keep continue rebounding and alternating and blocking some shots. Uh, yeah. okay. I, I liked his activity. The the guy who, to my, my knowledge and to my opinion and my observation was a no-brainer, was the guy you mentioned. So talk a little bit about Amani. Um, Wesley Yates, I was like, guys, I, I'm going to put him in my top 15. I said that. I said, I'm going to put him on my top 15. I don't care what what he does in All-Star game. I don't care where, where we put him and it doesn't matter. Right. And then I that a few other scouts were like, he's not in the top game. I was like, hey, I, I mentioned him as he should have been in the top. And we kind of just didn't make the change, to be honest. Like, he, he could have knocked off somebody. But maybe on paper – it should have been done, but when he had six three-pointers and he kept going deeper and deeper on them, like the second one was behind the line, the third one was a little deeper, the fourth one was even a little deeper. It's like, and then he had 26 points. I'm like, and a couple of guys, everybody's looking at each other like, uh, yeah, see? What are we talking <laughs> <laughs> he, he had some no-look passes during the camp game. He had one strong finish. Like, I didn't. I just to me it was like a no-brainer, but like I just think that his performance in the top 60 game just made it like see guys like and that's what we like to see guys who like don't pout and soak and leave or go sit on the bench is like just kind of show the scouts that they're wrong or just show right. that they, they missed that one. There's nothing wrong with that. It happens. We're all right. And, and that's like and that's a good point because that speaks to the kid. Like when I talked to him afterwards, he wasn't worried about that stuff. He was uh he was like, Hey, I'm I should have been in the top game. I'm like you, even when people are asking me, it's like, what do you think Wesley Yates? I say he's a no-brainer in the top game. Like, <laughs> you know. And uh, but when he came in, he just started scoring and like you said, he started facilitating, shows has some really good passes and finishing. Um just talking afterwards, he was just like, Man, I just want to show what I am. You know, and he's such a good kid. Like, I mean, people like such a really good kid, down to earth, uh has a 4.2 GPA. Like the kid just, he gets it right. He yeah. gets, okay, if I'm not in the top 30, I'm in the 60. Okay. I'm going to show you I'm in the top 30. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you like I'm one of the best players in the camp. And he, yeah. he was fine with it. Like after the van wasn't one of those, you know, like, Hey, I told you yeah. so just like, he I, I know he, he knows who he is. And yeah, uh, I just think six, three pointers and 26 points says it, it says anything better than anything he could say to Dinos right. or anybody else. You know, right. like we <laughs> told you guys, you know, like that kind of speaks for itself. So, obviously, he played at Beaumont United, which uh, correct me if I'm wrong, real quick. I, my mind's losing, I'm losing my mind. They want back to back class 5A state titles. Uh, Terrence Arsenal, his old teammate, yeah, is, is he recruiting him? Is he the number one recruiter out there? And we, we talk about Bruce Pearl and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, all these guys is. Terrence Arsenal, the, the number one recruit there, is he going to be kind of in his own boat and he has his own favorites as far as his recruitment? Uh, Wesley's going to have his own uh, – he has, has his own deal. Him and his parents, um, yeah. 
you know, blue blue collar people, they're just going to see what's available and uh, kind of go from there. I know Stanford's been at them hard. Uh, people talk about Baylor, Texas, uh, multiple schools. And, uh, you know, Wesley's just going to kind of take his time with it a little bit and uh, just see his option. But, you know, he he going to look at Wesley's a smart kid. He going to look at it. He going to look at it again. He's going to look at it again, 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 and make sure it's a, it's a right fit. But uh, it's, it's open. Um, and um, I know people are saying, you know, Stanford has a really good chance. He talked about Stanford. He talked about some other schools. But, uh, you know, he's going to take his time. Like, he's going to yeah. he's he's going to watch. <laughs> and then, like, like, no, when he makes a decision, he done probably went through every, like, pros, cons, like, yeah. multiple times before he makes a decision. So, right. yeah. Yeah, the, uh, like you said, when – Xavier Booker, like you said, if Duke gets in the mix, he has to consider it. And right. it's the same thing with the high academic. When Stanford gets involved, you got to consider it. Right. Just because it can change your life. And speaking of changing your life, like, did any besides number 107, uh, Yves Missy, did anybody kind of like really change their life in this camp? Like, did anybody really change their pro- tra- trajectory of their career? Oh, man, that's a hell of a question. Um, I'm looking and, you know, answering my own question, but I'm looking as well. Right. Uh, you know, I thought to that magnitude, I really like Cody Williams from Perry. Um, I thought he did himself a lot of good. Uh, A lot of scouts are asking about him. Uh, Devin Royal, he continued. I know he's been really good in, in, uh, uh, EYBL, but I thought he has done himself a lot of, he did himself a lot of good in this event. Just kind of a mismatch. Uh, guy that just you know brings a lot to the table, um, but I would say if any to if anybody the closer ones was like um, Cody Williams, uh, got a lot of people asking about Caden Cooper as well and uh, Devin Royal. I would say those three just outside of Missy is like kind of in a world of his own right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of in his own in his own plane in terms of. Who knows um what the public thinks of him? I think um Caleb Holt. I gotta be gotta be yes. two twenty six from New Market, Alabama. I don't know what size New Market, Alabama is, but it sounds small. It doesn't yeah. sound too big of a town. And, and for him to be put in as a two twenty six rising ninth grader, he's still in eighth grade, going into ninth grade this summer, and it's like six foot five moves well, uh, showed well. There hasn't been too many two twenty sixes. I'm sorry. There hasn't been too many rising ninth graders in this camp over the year. Uh, Mikey Williams, four years ago, was in this camp. I say he was a senior, rising senior. Now it's, he's been on the scene. Um, the Derek Thornton was as a rising uh, freshman who eventually got a scholarship to Duke. And there's been a few others, but so so Caleb Holt's in a, a in a rare company as a rising ninth grader to be talented enough to hold his own in this camp and you know did you think that and did you think that he you know uh held his own and what did you get a chance to see him yeah i got to, i got to see him i th- i was surprised he was a 226 he was a kid that um uh, really um uh, kind of used his size hold on a second ronnie can i see what's uh, yeah sure and i'll, I'll uh, keep going here and you know it, he did a really good job and, uh, you know, again, like I said, 226, six foot five kid, you know, you don't see that very often. 
and he, he moved well and held his own. I think some other guys that did really well and maybe, uh, you know, kind of changed their trajectory uh, would be, uh, you know, just seen Felton kind of really did well for himself. Uh, Styles Phipps continues to do well, point guard at St. Mary's. He's already getting recruited by Auburn and a few other good schools. Again, we kind of mentioned uh, Asami Diop, uh, MOP of the uh, top 60 game. He did really good. Uh, and I wanted to bring up, as we close this episode, Farrell Compton, like you said, his his – Right, he's gonna shoot through the through the roof. He might even be number two on that list of guys that we we talked about him in length, so we don't got it too much in him. But like, he's on that trajectory to change his recruitment the rest of this summer. And then a guy who's recruiting, we don't know what to think of it. And we got to mention, we just mentioned him as a rising ninth grader. He came to the camp. He's probably the most well known player in this camp. And, and I want to talk a little bit about him as we close up because we got we should. I mean, Mikey Williams. Yeah. He said so much has been said about him. And, you know, you could say a million things. We can we can do it. Go another hour as we close it. We're going to we're going to wrap up here in the next five to ten minutes. But we can talk about for an hour about Mikey, just about his life, what he's been through. NIL, how much money he's making, how much money he's not making, why he's going back to San Ysidro, why he's not. But, you know, sometimes we mentioned with. Yves Missy and the our, our guest DJ Thomas mentioned it. Man, I don't know who that guy is, but he was awesome, right? Like, right, right. That's what you say. So you can't. Nothing can go wrong. It's so easy to knock Mikey Williams because he's such in the public eye. It's easy to knock him. And and instead of that, like, what would his recruitment look like, or what would you think of him if his if he didn't have the social form? It's just looking at his game. You know, he's a six three guard, strong, can pass a yep. bit. You know, it can create his own shot. Now, his shots weren't falling at a high percentage all the time, but at least he can create and get there. You know, he can do that. You know, what's your opinion? And obviously, like I said, it's easy to break him down and critique him, but how about just giving him a fair shake and, and what's his game like? Yeah, I thought I thought before he even came in and played a game, well, before, you know, I got in, there was people, yeah. you know, before he got in, you know, people were like, oh, he's going to take a bunch of shots. Why is he there? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the talent is there. Like, you know, like he said, 6'3 guard. He's strong, can get to the rim. He's a yeah. willing passer. He can score it. Uh, shooting can be up and down, but it's there. I thought he had a great camp. I thought he had a, a pretty strong camp. You know, I was talking to some guys afterwards. Like, man, I'm just so surprised he just didn't shoot up all the balls. And I'm just like, the kid knows how to play. Like, sure. even in Vertical Academy came down here and played in Dallas. Like, he still – he. You, I think sometimes just because of who he is, you know, when you got the camera on you a lot and yeah. long, things on that line, then they got a Puma deal. I think sometimes you look at it like, okay, he, you, perception about him, or you think he's something that, you know, in reality, you don't really know him like that, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, like that. Yeah. and there's a reason that he was ranked high, you know, early is that he, know, I mean, he knows how to play. He, he knows how to play. I thought his performance was good. I thought he deserved what he got, and, and you can't deny what he is and his physicality, how physical he is, and his athleticism. But I will say that there was like, oh, Mikey's there, he's going to shoot up a bunch of shots. And, yeah. you know, predetermined attitudes already. Right. And I was just like, well, you don't know. Like, I mean, 
there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> there's a lot of things like you don't know. There's the most random kid in the world could be the one just taking a whole bunch of shots. I saw kids that were way more selfish than Mikey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that oh, uh, just as selfish or more selfish, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I thought he was fine. I, I thought he did like that. Yeah. Right. Right. And I just think it was unfair. I think it's unfair before he even comes to the camp to even look at him that way. You know. Correct. It's a little unfair, and and you should just judge him for the merits of of what he did. And you, like we said, we're going to be honest here on the Independent Show. He wasn't one of the top ten performers. He, no. no, but he wasn't bad. No, and he's a he's a he's a, a comparable prospect. You know, if you if you think he's you know he's people think he's making a lot of money in NIL and and he's already you know carrying himself like a pro and then oh you know he's been around on the scene a long time he can't live up to it. Well, if you just judge him on his game, yes, and that's the reason why he wouldn't be a highly rated performer, not too high on national 23 lists that are credible because he's still 6'3", maybe 6'4". He's not 6'5", 6'6", and he's not a point guard, but he can pass. He can get in the king. He can get there. Some guys can't even get there. I saw some guys that were at 40 <laughs> big reputations. That's some length and some defenders got on them. They were going nowhere. 100%. That I saw that in this camp a lot. And it's not to knock them or to call them out. I'm not going to say that my name. They don't need to be said by name. They, they just won't be on anybody's high list. But they they weren't getting anywhere. They couldn't get anywhere. Mikey Williams could get places. He could throw a pass. You know, sometimes he tries to throw a lob or a, a, a highlight pass, and maybe, you know, the timing wasn't there. But he can get in the key and make things happen. So I, I kind of wanted to talk to him about him a little bit because, like we said, it's easy to knock him. And again, his percentages and his like you, you mentioned, Ani, his shot can be can still improve in terms of uh, you know when to take it in terms of his percentage. But in terms of his uh, ability, there's some ability there. So you judge it for what it is, and 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 maybe how do you know? Maybe he will like to go to your school, or or you know play at a place somewhere where you don't think he is. everybody assumes he's just gonna play where right. G League. Overseas, yeah, over time or something like that. Yeah, he thinks he's gonna do the traditional college route, but you just, you know, let him do it, and that is the whole point. Let him fail or let him succeed. Let him do well in this camp. Don't down him in this camp when he hasn't even played a game yet. Right, right. And then I just think with Mikey, it's always he's good, but you know, it's always it's just like yeah, like you said, just judging by how he plays. And and and, and I thought he was fine. You know, I'm with you. He was he was fine. Like we ain't saying he's top five or ten guy. But yeah. you know, there, there, there's a lot of guys that I thought didn't play as good as him. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys that didn't play as good as him as well. But let's close this out of a couple of guys, and we're going to mention a couple of guys because we want to mention as as many guys as possible and how they played. And uh, Brandon Williams from Christ the King, who wore number 88, I thought he did really well, six foot eight, at 17 points in the top 60 game, which was the, by far the most competitive game. Chris Johnson from Elkins, Missouri City. I didn't see him in the All-Star game. Maybe he had a takeoff. Or he, he, did, he didn't play the All-Star game. He didn't play that. Yeah, top he, yeah he, he he did really well. Isaiah Abraham, 6'6", from Paul the 5th. He had 15 points. He wore jersey number 56. He did really well. I thought yeah. he, he showed himself well in this camp, and he helped himself by that All-Star game, but he did well anyway. So, uh, you know, a couple of guys that I think will be in my top 20. And, again, this is top 20 in the camp. Would be uh, Abraham, Didon Thomas, Marez Johnson. Uh, the guy we didn't mention is Marez's teammate, 
And that'll be the last guy I'll mention. And you can mention your last guy and we'll close out is James Brown. We called him the yes. Godfather. You know, he's a worst goggles. <laughs> he looks a little bit like Horace Graham, but man, the first night he dunked on somebody got the, got the camp rolling and everybody's like, Whoa, did you see that? And, and not so much that he got on the dunk. It's just that he set the tone with that dunk. And he's an ambidextrous guy. He can finish with the left or right. There was a few ambidextrous guys that could finish with both. James Brown uh, did really well. James is about 6'9", 6'10", 224. Again, St. Rita is going to have one of the best teams in Illinois with, with Morez and and, and uh, him in the front court. No, I liked him. I, I just called him goggles the whole time, but he was uh, super active. Like I said, finishes left and right, has good touch around the rim. Uh, as a 224, I thought he was one of the best, you know, overall perform, one of the better overall performers, one of the best front court guys um, in there. One of the guy I really like, and he's just always been consistent this whole year, has been uh, Scotty Middleton. Uh, you know, at Sunrise, uh, I just like just his two-way ability. I thought he – uh, offensively, I think he's really kind of coming along as someone that can create. But I just like the, his ability to, you know, score, you know, defend multiple positions and um, and just his scoring. I think his scoring prowess is good. Good. Yeah. Wanted to just mention those last few guys. Again, we can mention the whole camp, but we appreciate you guys tuning in the episode. Like I said, we're not going to talk about anything else. We just wanted to talk about these prospects, their game, their recruitment a little bit. We brought on the guests. So thank you to KJ Lewis from – El Paso, Chapin, going to Arizona. Thank you to D. Don Thomas from Liberty of Henderson, Nevada. And thank you to Marvell Allen from Montverde Academy. You guys all know that school. They, they, they came on on a short notice, so they had long flights to get back home, and they still came on the In the Paint show. So they're really the MVPs, as, as, as you know. No knock our guy, Xavier Booker. They're, they're, they're the real MVPs. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they did a really great job. We appreciate their insight. We appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, you guys, any other player you want to talk about, let us know on Twitter. Drop us a note, uh, Ani underscore Amana or at Ron M. Flores on Twitter. That's where we're probably most active. My Instagram game is not that good. Ani, your, your Instagram game might be a little better than mine. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really they ain't know. like the kids, you know. Them kids don't have a big Twitter following, but their Instagram following is something else. Yeah, and our girl Chelsea, her, she's on her Instagram all the time. You know, uh, doing her thing. Uh, honestly, Chelsea was working the UNLV camp. She's, she helps out a lot of people uh, on, the, on the girls' grassroots side and the girls' college side. So her input is always appreciated. If you got any questions for her, let us know as well. Hit her up on Twitter or, or Instagram. Uh, follow us on, you know, The Ball's Life. Follow us on all our socials. We appreciate you guys um, tuning into the YouTube page. The YouTube page seems like it's growing a bit. So more and more people are, are watching us, not just listening to us. So we appreciate it when you listen on the car. Are listening on your way to work hopefully we hit the guy you wanted to talk about in this camp but if again if you didn't hit us up you know let us know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll mention that guy we'll we'll give you our honest opinion as much honestly as we can we'll be coming taking a week off as we prepare for the nba draft show which is on june 23rd we may come back and do talk a little bit about section seven just hit it hard just like we did this talk about nothing else and then we're going to get ready for the draft we don't mean it's not that we don't want to talk about the other things in basketball. We just don't have time. We're already about an hour and a half in on this one. All we want to talk about is what we're the best at is to talk about the players, the grassroots. So we appreciate it, Ani. Thank you for jumping on. I know you had a long flight back home. So, you know, thank you for your time and expertise. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Episode 133 is in the books. Peace out.